and you down there with the sewer, everything you smell, and oh my God, and you decided to give God a praise. Some of us would have been down there talking about, woe is me, Lord. Lord, I've been good to you. Look where I am. But they didn't begin to say that. They begin to give God praise. They begin to sing his victory. They begin to say God is still good. They begin to lift him up. They begin to exclaim his name. What I'm trying to tell you, saints, if you've learned something about the Lord God Almighty, know that he is faithful. Amen. Know that he is just. Know that he is loving. Know that he is kind. Know that God it will be there to sustain you. Then we ought to learn how to give him praise. Am I talking to a church that knows how to praise their God? Am I talking to a church that knows how to be faithful for the small things? Tell God, I thank you this morning. I thank you for my water. I thank you for my bathroom. I thank you for these walls. I thank you for the roof. Can we find somewhere to give God some praise? God, I thank you, God, that we're not fighting. I thank you, God, that we're not arguing. God, I thank you, God, that we have what we need, oh God. May not have what I want, but I thank God that I have what I need. Give him praise in this house. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickin' Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Uh, there was this young minister that was in training the time I was in training, and they would send us out to the hospitals a lot of times. And they would train us. We, we had on-the-field training. So he was so on fire and so radical, he would get ahead of our mentor. And he would go in the rooms and just start laying hands on everybody, trying to cast out devils. And uh, some of the devils would be manifesting during, through these people. And they're jerking and stuff, and the, all of the equipment is being moved around the place, and just all kind of disorder. And my mentor called him to the side and said, come here. Don't do that. Really rebuked. I'm not going to tell him what he told him, but you know, don't do that. You have to have some wisdom. You have to have some wisdom with your anointing. Amen. I would love to go into hospitals and wipe it out completely, but there's an order to things. Come on, somebody. You have to have the Holy Ghost and what? Wisdom. wisdom. So that was, it's, it's, it's interesting that that was also a qualification for these seven men. Also, he says that we may appoint over this business. Look at verse 4. While you go out, he, notice he sent whoever this person was. You go out and find them. Pastor, who do you want to say? You know, uh, hold up. <laughs> I, I told my staff last week, I said, you start recruiting people. Where, where, wherever there is a need in ministry, wherever there's a need in these different departments, don't leave it to me to find them. You go out. You have the same mantle that's, 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 that's on me. It's on you. You have the wisdom. I've taught you. I've trained you. You look out in the audience. You look out throughout the church to see those who are qualified for certain positions. Amen. Bring them to me, and then we'll, we'll go from there. But look at verse 4. Notice what he says. But we will give ourselves continually to what? Prayer. He said, we're going to give ourselves. It's important 
that your pastor or that your leader is continually praying. So if there's things that's constantly put on me, that's going to take away from my prayer. That's going to take away from my fellowship with God, and I won't be in a position to feed you the way God wants you to receive because I'm worried about the Will and the Fried Chicken Committee, worried about this department. Oh, you listen, say amen. amen. Okay, well, you say, well, Pastor, what about us? Dude? Should I pray? Well, you got to learn how to balance your time in, in prayer. All of us do. And, and let me tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm a workaholic. I know, pray for me. <laughs> I can get easily sidetracked with the things and the cares of life and ministry, just like you. But every now and then I have to get myself right on focus and say, you know what? I need to pray. Before I make a decision right here, I need to give myself to prayer. Before I move in any direction, I need to give myself to prayer. I don't make any decision without first consulting him. Because prayer is important. To the work of the kingdom. Can you say amen? amen? Not only for apostles or pastors or ministers, but you too, as a child of God, must continually give yourself to prayer. And notice the other part to that. And to what? Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Is, are the equipping tools for ministry and for making an impact. Amen. So they gave themselves to prayer. And notice in verse 7, it says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company, even of the priests, were obedient to the faith. The impact prayer can make in a community. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 17. Three words. You got it? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Notice in Acts chapter 1, it says they continued in prayer. In Acts chapter uh, 3, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3. As a matter of fact, you, when you read the book of Acts, you'll see them praying in every situation. That came a point when the church came under great persecution. And instead of crying and having a pity party and, and, and doing all that stuff that most people do today, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says they increased in prayer. Yeah. And the Bible says when they gave more of themselves to prayer, that the place where they assembled shook. Because here's where the greater anointing comes. When you can give yourself to prayer and you're going through hell in high water. Because a lot of times, when people will pray as long as things are going well. People will pray as long as everything is good, but as soon as the devil shows its ugly head, people stop praying. How many of you are going through some pressure right now? Let me see your hands. You need to give yourself to prayer even more. Because that will show the enemy that you are not moved by circumstances and you're not moved by any type of trick or plan that he will try to throw your way. Your focus is on the Father and the power of God that can be released when you are in fellowship with him. Amen, somebody. 
so Thessalonians tells us to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So there is an ongoing prayer life that we should be engaged in. Prayer, what is prayer? I want you to write some things down. They're very important. What is prayer? Prayer is being involved with what God is doing in the earth. Prayer is being involved with what God is doing in the earth. So when we pray, we are giving ourselves to what God has planned for his people. A lot of times people think that prayer is you telling God what to do. (laughs) How many of you know you can't manipulate God? God is not moved by your manipulation. God, if you don't move right now, I'm quitting. I'm not going to serve anymore. I'm not going to give anymore. You better move too because if you don't move, I'm out of here. You think God's going to be moved by that? Prayer is you being involved in God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose. Prayer is making yourself available to God, saying, God, what do you want to do today? What is your will for this situation? What is your will for this relationship? What is your will for this, for this ministry? What is your will for this department? And making yourself available to that is submitting to the will of God uh, for your life. Amen. Because you're not really praying if you're not submitted to the will of God. Because notice what Jesus uh, said in Acts chapter 1. Notice he gave them commandment. He gave them command. When you read Acts chapter 1, just go back to it. He says, uh, uh, you know, they were assembled together with them. He commanded them, Acts chapter 1 verse 4, that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But to do what? Wait for the promise of the Father. Now, here's how you know when you are living a prayerful life and when you are walking in God's power, when you are obedient to his word. And so many people think they're praying, but, you know, they're praying according to their will. Uh Oh, I know this. (laughs) Prayer is giving yourself to God. Saying, God, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I don't like this. I, I, don't, I don't like your, your, your idea about this situation. But, Lord, I trust you. If you say this is the way to go, who am I to tell you otherwise? If you say that this is what you want concerning this ministry and concerning this situation, circumstance, I'm giving myself to it. Flesh, you're just going to have to get, be subject and be submissive and let's go with this thing because God knows better than I know. He knows better than us. And a lot of times we make decisions based on information we know at the time. But when you make yourself available to prayer, God will show you things that your mind never even thought of. Come on, somebody. So if you're not following the word of God, you, you, you don't have a prayer life. Prayer is submitting to God's will. His, his, his word is his will. His will is his, is his word. And when you, when you submit your, yourself to God's word and his will, you are being involved with whatever he wants to do in the earth. Now, when you pray, there's a foundation of prayer. When you study uh, Old Testament scriptures on prayer, you see that there's a foundation set in prayer. Even when you study New Testament scriptures, there's a foundation in prayer. Because it's not enough as a pastor for me to tell you to pray if you don't know the purpose of prayer. 
Because if you don't know the purpose of prayer, you'll just be calling out words. You'll just be doing like the, the, the Sadducees or the, um, the Pharisees did. They just prayed repetitiously. But when you really understand the purpose of prayer, you, you understand the dynamics in prayer. There's a foundation, amen, that must be established in prayer if you're going to really pray. Now, let me ask you this question before I move on. How many of you can, how many of you can honestly say, Pastor, I need to take my prayer life to the next level? I'm going to raise both of my hands. Amen. I want to take my prayer life to the next level because I'm tired of the usual. I'm tired of the ordinary. I, I want something supernatural. I want something extraordinary. Come on, you with me? Say amen. I want something beyond me. I want something beyond my six degrees and beyond what, what I learned in college. I need something beyond that. I need something beyond that. I need supernatural assistance. Oh, y'all not with me. Y'all not with me. I wish I had a praying church. Well, the foundation for this supernatural power flowing in your life and through the church must be established. Because here's the next dimension to this understanding of the foundation of prayer. It's not just about us finding the will of God for our lives, which is good to know. But here's where we need to take it to the next step. We fail to ask, what is God's will for himself? Because too many times we focus on us. We want to know what's God's will for me. But we have to change it. We take it to the next level. Instead of asking God what's his will for me. I'm not saying, that's not a, I'm not saying that that is not a good prayer to pray. I want you to pray that. But we need to understand that it's not just about God's will for me. It's about God's will for himself. How many of you got that say amen? amen? In other words, God, what is your will? Forget me. What's your will? What's your plan? What's your purpose? Because here's where the song comes in. At. Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. See, stop bringing to God what you're doing and expecting God to bless what you're doing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. A lot of times we start things and then we present it to God and we expect him to bless it. Instead of first going before God first and saying, God, what do you want to do? And doing that because God will only endorse that which he has ordained for himself. Oh, my, 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 I tell you. Glory be to God. The scripture says, he said, I saved you for myself. I saved you for me. Your life. See, you won't find the will of God 